Good morning, Phil Grimes and Travelers on the Funny Path of Life. 929. A little bit of drizzle. Surprising, actually. It's uh, kind of a little light rain, but I chose not to uh, <clears throat> not to put my rain gear on. I have my pack. I took some weight off of it. I'm going to Torre Don Jimeno, and then uh, I'll go to the Mercadona to get a uh, about four items, I think. A jengibre, ginger, leche sin azúcares añadidos, uh, sugar-free or no no sugar milk, uh, soy milk, um, verdura, verdura congelada. So that means like frozen vegetable, so either like frozen broccoli or, or spinach balls, I like those. And the last one, oh my goodness, did I forget it already? Oh, uh, sumo de limón. Uh, lemon juice. Anyway, and then I'm going to go to the bank <coughs> to uh, see about that electronic uh, signature. <coughs> so, uh, I chose to wear my uh, my kin. Those are kind of becoming more and more slippery, uh, even more on a wet uh, ground. I'm actually surprised to, to see the ground so wet because uh, the app didn't show anything. You know, so maybe there's those kind of clouds I get that they showed. I guess uh, those are carrying a little bit of water. I was looking at the forecast. It's starting to pick its head the frozen temperature. I think in about a week or so, it's about a minus one. So of course it could change, but you know, <clears throat> I mean, after all, I would guess you know the next month is going to carry the more than likely the coldest temperature. Anywho, but uh, so far so good. I have not even changed my layering system. You know, I have a more better insulated jacket and I have a, an awesome hardware. I think it's called hardware if I'm not mistaken. I think it's called hardware. Yeah, the, the play on word. Um, a base layer, very, very, kind of like a, a Nordic or I forgot the name of it, but basically the the thickest, uh, and those you will I would get very warm with it. So if it really gets cold, cold, I definitely would have access to this one. <laughs> but no, so far, so far, so good. Oh, I forgot the bag. Uh, shit, <laughs> interesting. I don't know where I left it. I had a recycling bag. There wasn't much, but I was going to have a bag to put the groceries in, and I just plain forget about it. Forgot about it. Anywho, <clears throat> anywho, my buddy from the state has been sending me some recordings. So he's been recording texts from uh, Buddhist and uh, other things that he's into. And uh, some of that came up because after a talk we had, it was kind of uh, I was looking to cheer him up, you know, para animarle. Animarlo, animarlo, because it's a direct object, so it's not lay, that would be indirect. And uh, <coughs> and then he's been sending them quite a, quite a few, actually, on a regular basis. And initially, I was kind of a little bit annoyed because I was like, well, one was like, dude, I mean, it's, well, it's like, a, yeah, thanks, but no thanks idea. 
And then I thought of, uh, hold on. Sorry about that, I had to spit out. Uh, I was thinking of my sister, about her, you know, how she, when she basically told me, you know, not to anymore. That being said, <laughs> I do believe I'm, uh, it's going to be a euphemism. I'm a little more diplomatic than she is when it comes to, I could be assertive, you know, kindly and say, you know, I'm good, man. Thank you. You know, being a smart about something or having a little humor and basically getting across. I'm good. But I was like, no, 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 don't. You know, if it makes him happy, if it's something that good. I mean, worst case scenario, I don't need to listen to them. You know, it's like I don't have to. And so, but then I was like, well, why not? You know, it's around three minutes each. So when he's sending them to me, then I'm playing them. And I'm listening to them when there is a nice slot where I feel like, hey, that would be a good time. Let's see what, uh, let's see what he had in mind here. <coughs> and so, um, today was about, uh, kind of a level of moral lesson about, you know, doing good and doing bad and why doing good is better. You know, and I was thinking, of course, I was thinking of a rebuttal in my mind. <laughs> of course, right? And uh, this idea with human beings about, you know, what is the right thing, what is the wrong thing. And actually, I don't think on that ground I have any problem. The part where I do is a stiffness of mind when you believe that you're right. Even more so if it's not congruent or if there is a dissonance, if you have opposing views that, that are dwelling together. And then you really, really feel high and mighty about what you believe is the right thing to do. And then yet it does not align with what you do. <coughs> and I think that's what I'm saying. It took me a long, long time to start to appreciate that... Uh, <coughs> Well, we're full of shit, basically. <laughs> yeah, that we're just full of shit. You know, it is so easy to think whatever we want to, to justify whatever we want to. And then yet, not appreciating, not taking into account that other part. And at the same time, this lack of gentleness toward our um, part of our human nature, which is outside of our control, outside of our conscious control. And so, you know, it made me think about that a little bit. And I was almost thinking, you know, sending something, but I'm like, no, no, I don't want to engage in that. I don't want to argue anyway, you know, uh, even more so. It's one thing if I could see him face to face, you know, for like a social exchange, that would be something completely different. But through WhatsApp, or through text and audio, whatever, even through a phone conversation, it just, it is not interesting. And also, anyway, I don't have a lot of energy to go toward that. I more than likely, possibly, could fan the fire, you know, with him to where he would get pumped up and he would get into it. And then I would lose interest. And it would be like, okay, there I kind of uh, cracked that tender box. And now I'm saying, I'm good, thanks. And I'm like, nah, you know, if you're not really ready to go and play that game, because there will be nothing wrong for me to engage him. 
and it will be fine. Actually, he got a COVID uh, two, three days ago. <laughs> so it's more than likely a little bored anyway. And uh, it could be interesting. And he's very, very intellectual. Uh, <coughs> so, but it was interesting that just that kind of experience to 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 feel the sense of uh, being annoyed, you know, it's like I didn't ask you for that type deal, and then being like, yeah, what's wrong with it? It's not a big deal. That's uh, you know, it's not a huge chunk of data to listen to and and to welcome this person sending something toward me. Even more so, you know, in my life where I am so socially isolated so to take basically what I can when it comes my way and to be appreciative of that so <coughs> and there was something oh my goodness I forgot what it was uh, I don't know I forgot what it was anywho so uh, oh, I did fix uh, the cooking book is up to date. So that part is done and I'm going to start adding recipes. So I'm basically looking at, you know, going to Torre Don Jimeno. You know, it's going to be more than likely, my guess, around three hours, the round trip. So we'll see. I'll, I'll go to the bank first. Why? Wow, it is a... Yeah, I can see my breath. So it's going to be a cold morning, but I'm good. I'm layered. But today's Wednesday, so there's no church. So I'll be planning to more than likely go to um, go to the library in the evening, not this morning. That's more than likely the way it's going to be. And then I'm going to do a, a vegetarian lasagna. Uh, on a book today, we'll see about doing my power bites or something similar, I guess. <coughs> and uh, yeah, just a little bit at a time. And have a, you know, well, actually, I don't think I'll need that for this one because um, I found I went to basically a Spanish website. And that'd be good anyway. I'll be looking at the way people talk about it, you know, using, I'm learning new uh, vocabulary when, when it's coming down to. Uh, like to simmer, you don't say to simmer in in Spanish. You say to cook at a slow heat. <laughs> Cocer a fuego lento or bajo fuego lento under under slow heat. It's kind of weird, eh? Slow, strong, basically. Well, actually, yeah, no, no, lent, no, lento is slow, uh, rapido, fast. You know, it's kind of funny that it is what's used. Anyhow, hold on a second. I got it. Anyway, that's going to be an, an interesting experience anyway for that. So I think I'm going to try more than likely now that I have one recipe at a time to, you know, to not overburden her. I mean, she's uh, she's really been a great sport for a lot of the things that I've kind of needed help with. So I think by now I got the base book. So for each recipe, I can really, uh, you know, empeñarme. I, I can put a little more effort. Yeah, put a little more elbow grease in it. Anywho, anywho, 
philokalia. Somehow the word is coming up, so I'm gonna I'm gonna touch a little bit on it. I forgot who I'm reading. I think I'm at the the third monk or whatever you call them. I don't know what it's called, but you know, the third guy. So moving nicely and uh, enjoying. I'm actually I'm reading it. Well, of course I'm reading it in the morning. You know first thing in the morning and then I'm also now finding myself reading it before going to mass and it feels good like it's kind of a nice transitional piece you know sometimes I'll, uh, I'll watch some stand-up comedian or uh, I'll be reading some Seneca or I'll practice a little bit of languages or maybe even watching something depending on how the day is going and it's kind of a nice as I am uh, you know priming myself to to go to mass to, to get a text that has that kind of uh, comic effect, you know, humbling. I think it, I believe it's something that I'm looking more and more toward, or yeah, toward, or that I'm more looking toward, and I'm more looking to. No, hold on. It's something that I'm more and more interested in. There you go. <laughs> I like that better. And uh, and so. And somehow, you know, like I had this book about the Evangelio, the Evangel. So basically, you have your, your daily reading of uh, of the New Testament, even though it's from last year. Um, but I'm reading that too. But it just some of it feels so cheesy, you know. <laughs> it is uh, about the Catholic, you know, uh, fairy tale. It is just. My mind is just like, what the fuck, man? Because it just makes no sense. And like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm in that limbo. Yeah, I'm in that purgatory to where I don't know. It's like if I keep, if I'm going to keep showing up to mass and going to that, a part of me is thinking, well, that must mean that at some point there's going to be a shift and something is going to click, and then your faith is going to override your thinking and your reason. And, uh, well, we'll see. Oh, of course, you know, it's me trying to make sense. And maybe something else is going to happen that I could not have force in and that will make that fit. Or, you know, it'll be like, again, what happened before to where uh, I'll move away from it. I don't know. But I do believe anyway, as long as I'm in here in Spain, I think it is important for me to go to those places for those rituals and ceremonies uh, to have that part of my life as as nutrition, a spiritual nutrition, shall we call it? I do see the relevance, and uh, I do value that, though I can't make sense of it outside of that. Dang it! Sorry. <coughs> oh my goodness! That just made me think. Actually, the uh, <coughs> my, the crud. So I had the. I had my muesli meal this morning, and uh, what I started to do is to add some chickpeas to it. <laughs> Anyhow, so I cooked a batch of chickpeas, uh, made some preserves, and uh, and then fro I froze a couple. But anyway, and then I'll be doing the pinto. So I'm basically also adding those to the lentils. So. I guess I am upping a little bit my uh, my protein intake, my vegetable protein. Obviously, 
uh, outside of that little can about once a week or so that I'm having of uh, muscles, you know, I don't have much to show for. So and as I'm reading and as I'm reading, as I'm listening to this podcast about nutrition, you know, and talking about uh, one of the interesting dilemma about it is when you're younger, uh, taking too much protein can be problematic in terms of IGF-1 and mTOR, which are growth hormones receptors. And then those can basically favor the growth. And if you get some kind of cancer, it basically will also favor the growth. So there is some debate about the idea of lowering your protein intake to actually to where you don't get sarcopenia or ataxia, or where you don't have basically loss of muscle, but to try to be there and then not to be having too much because it, it might not be that beneficial, possibly your kidney as well. You know, they're going to have to work harder because it gets filtered through there. And then you piss it because you don't have, you don't have storage like you do for fat and carbohydrate. <coughs> My goodness, maybe one day I'm going to be meeting somebody and about these sinuses, whatever, that crud that I have in my nose. I do spit so much that um, I don't know if it's because of my broken nose. Uh, well, multiple times I broke it. <coughs> but anyhow, man, oh man, a lot of crud. So anyhow, and of course, you know, I'm, I'm not... Uh, I guess in my case, what's changing is because my, uh, you know, my... Uh, my food intake is shrinking because of the fasting that I'm doing. So I'm trying to be mindful of my uh, the the daily part, the the protein part of it. And then, of course, then you know that I am active. You know, I'm kind of looking at you know my running, what's going on. Yesterday was about what one hour, about one hour and one minute, I think, and it was okay. <laughs> I felt okay, uh, but it's like it's just uh, you know it's not quite what it was. You know, and of course, you know, as you age, things could change. I don't know if it plays a part or not, because overall the body feels very good. Actually, in terms of flexibility, a lot of things, a lot of biomarkers, I think I'm doing pretty good. Uh, <coughs> so, anywho, but uh, anyway, so I, I did that, and then I'll, uh, we will see about the pinto beans, because I like to put onion when I cook pinto beans. I like onion with them. So we'll see. And then cumin as well. And then uh, sweet paprika. More than likely garlic too. Anyhow. So, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be basically adding... Uh, we're not talking about a huge amount. I don't want to give you the wrong idea here. I think we're looking at around uh, an extra half a cup to maybe, maybe one cup. I mean, that's on a high, high end. If any at all. Anyhow. Anyhow, okay, the drizzle has stopped. Yeah, it, you can feel the sky clearing a little bit. Uh, and I, but it's yeah, it's wet. It actually looks pretty wet, huh? Because it's been what two days at least since we had rain, maybe two two and a half days. And the ground here is still pretty wet. But then again, it's winter time. Colder temperature, shorter daylight, less opportunity for that. Uh, those trails to be dried up. There was something that I was thinking about. 
I think, that, well, I don't know if I have anything to to say on that one. But let's see, it's kind of coming up. It's bubbling up to the surface. Um, I've talked about, you know, being gentle with oneself and to push oneself. I think in Buddhism they talk about it like an instrument, you know, you need to get the strings right. Too tight it doesn't work. And too loose it doesn't work. So, you know, to find that place. And I think that's very tricky for somebody else to be able to set that up for you. <coughs> and... uh Looking at my life, you know, obviously where I am right now, you know, being in my cave, doing my uh, uh, winter retreat, basically. Um, kind of looking at what's been happening around me, also looking at where I am, the way that I'm feeling about things, you know, trying to be honest, you know, authentic, and then, you know, realistic, and then also open, meaning, uh, you know, that I'm not done. And I don't think, I, I'm not sure if I've ever felt that way. Like I was in a place where I was like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good with where I am. I think I'm always kind of pushing the envelope. I think that's part of my nature. You know, so, you know, this thing now with the fasting and then the thing with the consultation and actually the running in a way. But whatever the thing that I'm doing, you know. And, uh, so to have that component, and I think it's an important one, you know, to challenge, to be curious, to kick open all the doors, and then just to see, to try things. Yeah, to not sit on your laurel. And, uh, but at the same time, to choose how you're going to stretch, you know, how tight are you going to get yourself in whatever place, whatever endeavor you get yourself into. Sorry, my goodness, cruddy, 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 and uh, and I'm kind of looking at it differently, you know, like to to be in both of those places, the one that's kind of stretching and the one that's been stretched, and trying to have a different kind of communication. Because I think for me the key is sustainability. So if you're looking at habit forming, not that I've read much, but I've you know I've heard a little bit here and there. You know, the, uh, one of the keys is consistency. If you can't keep doing it, if you're not going to keep showing up for it, it's going to be very tricky to establish a new routine. And so one is a consistency, but that's going to be partially based on realistic pace. You know, if you are comparing yourself to the wrong model, or if you're forgetting your own limitation, how you are, and it's more about this is what I should be able to do, or... That's what will make me feel good if I show to the world this is what I'm doing. That may or may not be sustainable. And it depends, I guess, to you know, to each his own, which of our own way to motivate and inspire ourselves. But I think it is problematic when a baseline is somebody else. And when you're not, you know, being in tune. Like I'm thinking about the new one, Isabel. I'm really curious to see how it's going to go. You know, uh, because I think, well, you don't know, because Debbie was one of those, you know, the woman in Texas that just blew me away by making all those changes. 
I mean, eventually, you know, some of that got updated and she kind of mellowed out, but she really, really, when she went in, she went in. And who knows what's right for somebody else, right? I'm not, I'm not speaking from that platform, from that pulpit. pulpit. I'm, not, I'm not preaching to that kind of choir because I have no idea. But it is something that's baffling to me. You know, the, the, those copying skills, you know, the planning, how people go about to do it. And maybe, maybe something that I could do a little more investigation if I keep doing this consultation, because I do believe it's kind of the key. It's like, why are you thinking what you're thinking? Why, why, why to you that's feasible, as factible? And, and then are you basing that on something that you know has worked for you? Or are you basically, is it wishful thinking? And, uh, and some of that is going to be my own bias. Because I'm kind of an all or nothing kind of a guy. And I know that most people are not like that. So it's kind of tricky. On one hand, it's like, well, I am who I am. And... I will more than likely expect, or I will more than likely push my agenda on people. You know, but can I relativize that to where, take into account, teniendo en cuenta, that, you know, that what is good for me may not be for somebody else. Can I be okay with both of those things? Anyway, I don't know. But uh, it is interesting, this fasting, like in the evening when I go to bed, it is a little harder for me to go to bed. Uh, and uh, yeah, it just, I, I am more like tossing and turning. And, but it's not like painful. You know, the growling of the stomach is crazy in the morning. I actually kind of enjoy it. And I think by now, you know, by, uh, yeah, by the end of this week, I will be studying my fourth month on this little ride here. I think it's kind of on cruise control, you know. It really has not, yeah, it's been rather smooth, surprisingly smooth. But in the evening, I found myself... Uh, thinking sometimes you know even having trouble to to watch some stuff like when i came back yesterday i finished uh, the rainmaker that's an old francis ford coppola movie with uh, matt damon um oh my goodness what's his name danny devito john boyd i think those are the three Oh, and then, uh, my goodness, the, uh, oh, what's his name? The guy from Lethal Weapon, Danny Glover. Danny Glover. He seems like a sweet guy, actually. I don't know if he's still alive. Anywho. So, actually, again, very, very kind of cheesy, the whole uh, morality from the lefty on, in Hollywood, you know, about what's right, what's wrong, but... Anyway, finished that. I think it took me like four different times to kind of watch. I get to places now to where I'm like, yeah, that's enough. Maybe like 20 minutes or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I want to move to something else. 
you know. And I do have a few more. I actually studied the uh, Romeo and Juliet, which is a uh, it's actually was well, a little fun in a in a writing of it. It's a French movie that's it's gotta be around thirty years old with Daniel Auteuil. And a French actor that I like. And I remember seeing that movie. And uh anyway I started to watch it but you know, it's definitely the the editing, a lot of the things that the French do, they're nowhere as good as the American, um, in all fairness. They're just better at it. But, you know, we'll keep doing that. But the point was, I'm not going to digress too much, you know, that I turned that off, then I'm like, no, I don't want to read it. It's, you know, evening to me is not the best time. Sometimes, but it's very rare. Doki doki. <laughs> Sometimes. Doki doki in Japanese and uh, it's a more always anyway and so there I'm laying down and you know and a lot of times I'm I have gratitude I feel gratitude you know for my life for you know people like Pilar for the generosity you know I don't feel like lucky or I don't feel like I don't deserve it, but I do feel gratitude. And in a way, it is humbling because I can't make sense of it. You know, I've talked about that before. It's very interesting, this kind of things happening, kind of what my life has been. And so, you know, some of that is uh, as I stay in there after, you know, I have an electric blanket, so the bed is nice. I mean, my feet are a little cold. Because I have those flip-flop that I bought in uh, uh, in 20, if I'm not mistaken. I was with Pilar when we went to uh, to Malaga and Almeria and uh, Cava del Gato. Cava? Cava? I forgot. It's like a, a nudist beach we went to in uh, near Almeria. That's kind of known. And... Uh, uh, hold on. Yeah, it's a little tricky in terms of slippery mud definitely will have uh, almost no traction here so I don't want to make a mistake and crash and so I bought those at Decathlon because I was wearing my five finger and those shoes started to smell <laughs> whoa smell like cheese anyway so I bought the slip flop then so it was in July I guess June or July I forgot when we went maybe June and those are not dying. I mean, that's a third year, and I use them every day. And I've walked with them. I mean, I walked a lot outside. I'm using them right now for inside shoes. You know, if I didn't have those, I would have Crocs. This cheap one, you know, from Carrefour. They're like under 10 euros. And they were great, and they would be awesome, and I could wear socks. But I can't justify, you know, buying something else when something is still working. Anywho. So we actually even had a little talk with Pilar, and I was like, I just can't. Those are good. You know, I don't need a fourth pair. Even now, though. Even now, the running shoes, you know, kind of feel like... Uh, I mean, I feel like it's almost too much between the the Keen, you know, my, the one, my last hiking shoe that I've had, and then which, of course, I can't really run in those. And... Uh, 
we're going by the interstate now, so it's going to be a little more traffic. So that's why, uh, even when I go to bed, my feet are a little cold, but I'm not bothered by it. At least if I was, I would basically have socks that I would put on uh, in a bedroom <coughs> before going to bed. So, talking about gratitude, talking about this idea of stretching oneself, being considerate and gentle, uh, to shift. And I guess maybe that's what I'm talking about, about a shift where all of that is coming from, you know, basically, kind of why I'm alive, you know, what I'm trying to do with my life, what's making sense, what is valued, uh, and redefining a lot of that, looking at, you know, why am I doing that, you know, why am I pushing myself, what am I, what am I think? what am I, thinking that I'm going to accomplish that's going to be of value? Is it really something that I want to keep engaging myself in? Because I do not know what all the ramifications are, right? I don't know. Once I've made a choice, I have no idea what all the consequences are going to be. I don't even know where I'm going to end up. And I don't, it doesn't matter whether or not I end up accomplishing or achieving my goal. That's not the most important. The most important is... What was that process that led me to make the decision and to commit myself? Was I clear? Was I mindful? Or is it something that's just been packaged so long ago that I'm not even aware about it and I'm just reactive? And then, you know, and of course there are patterns in my life that are like that. You know, actually there is there is one thing that came up. You know, and that's masturbation where, you know, there is that confusion, that kind of conflict, you know. Uh, hold on. Add something between the denture and my teeth. Okay. Yeah, good. And so, you know something that's definitely been affected, tempered with, uh, by the fasting? And something that I want to keep exploring. And of course, you know, my morning reading, you know, talked about gluttony, chastity. And I do, I do tend to agree, actually, to, to the connection between the two. They talk about in the Desert Father that, you know, by, uh, by dealing, by restraining gluttony, you know, the idea of fasting, then you will, it will bump on chastity. And I think I do feel a connection. Of course, it's an anecdotal one. I'm not looking at doing any in-depth study about it, but um, los huevos. <laughs> so eggs in Spanish, huevos, can also mean balls, you know, a sack of ball in a guy, testes. So, or uh, cuesta, cuesta un huevo costs a lot of money. You could say cost an egg means a lot in this case. Anyway, a little digression here. And so something that one of, I think I may have two or three things in my life. But that's very, very challenging because I don't like, I don't like, I don't feel great, you know, 
after I've gone through a porn site, you know, to get my rock to, to get my rocks off. And uh, yeah, it is just not something that feels meaningful and purposeful and authentic. And at the same time, you know, it's like it's something that I'm choosing. I don't want to close my fist on it. I don't want to close my fist on anything, you know. So that's something that I was thinking in bed, you know. And part of me is almost kind of superstitious <laughs> to talk about it because lately there are some changes, but you know, I don't know. So I'm, I'm going to basically not going to go into the particular, but uh, it is definitely something that I'm interested in seeing how my fasting might possibly, you know, affect it. And of course, you know, long term, because it's one thing, you know, short term changes in many drastic change of behavior are always amazing. But the sustainability of uh, one's behavior, one's lifestyle is the key. You know, if not, to me anyway, it's not that interesting. So, we shall see. But it is something that is, it is on my radar, it's been on my radar for a while. But it's like, you cannot go past the choices you don't understand. And uh, I definitely... You know, I'm still confused. I still do not understand what is that about, you know, this kind of behaviors that brings pleasure and pain, you know. And uh, I guess I don't know when it comes down to measuring it, you know, what is there more of, you know, the idea of the addictive behavior, right? That it's an, it's kind of an addictive behavior when the price you're paying for is much higher than the benefit, but you keep doing it. And uh, in in my case, I don't quite see that, you know. Hold on. And I think, you know, the whole social taboo around it, they are saying that makes it tricky to have a kind of a conversation. Uh, and I was even thinking yesterday, I was like, it is kind of, it's a slippery slope, the idea of thinking, you know, it's like, hey, I want to change that because I'm like, well, if I keep doing it, then there is something that still makes sense. If not, I would not. So it doesn't matter what I think. What I do is more important than what I think. And uh, and I'm still in that kind of uh, limbo when it comes to that. Because if you were to ask me, it's like, no, I don't want that anymore. You know? I don't want that in my life. And also for me, I guess something that's attached to it, well, I'm not actually... I'm not even sure that makes sense, but that even a relationship, the idea of having an intimate relationship is becoming less and less clear. It's becoming this vague, foggy picture that's just fading in the background, a little more each with each passing day. And 
kind of looking at where I am, what my life is, and of course, I can't think about what I have not experienced yet, and I'm, I don't rule it out, but I really, I consider it unlikely in terms of where my interests are. You know, some of that has not changed. I'm still curious as to who Anthony could be, what he could experience, you know, the quality of that life, his interest. I'm still in that exploratory mode when it comes to my life. And the idea of settling down, you know, that would imply meeting somebody that I've never met before, you know. And I don't know, even that, it's like, you know, is it a sickness or is it like a drug or, you know. That, I don't know, I'm not clear about it anymore. I think the culture that I know, what I've learned, have learned about it, have gone about it, has really kind of fucked it up. And I'm like, yeah, let's just push them aside. So I'm really not looking into it. And of course, it's winter. So I'm definitely not interested in it at all. You know, I mean, I can I see women here and there. But there is, yeah, it's, it's tepid. You know, it's lukewarm. There's just, uh, there's just nothing in there for me. So there's two components there. You know, the idea of masturbation, the idea of sex you know, physical intimacy, I think as I keep moving, it's like I may be possibly losing interest in it where it's not making sense anymore. And that brings actually an interesting point, and I think I might finish on that. So one thing I found myself naturally doing, and I don't think it's just me, is like when I'm in bed tossing or turning, I find myself putting my hand down and I scratch around my, my pee-pee, in the hair. Anyway, it's just kind of a place that's kind of, I don't know, that my hands go, or at least one hand go, goes naturally there. And I was like, well, Anthony, maybe you shouldn't do that because you're going to wake up the monster. And then I was like, you know, if, if that's what it's going to take for you to want to jerk off, then so be it. Don't worry about it. Because if it stops making sense, then it won't matter. You know? If somebody was to put a pack of cigarette on my nightstand, it would not tempt me. <laughs> I used to smoke, and I used to like it, you know, but I quit in 98, and now I find it fucking disgusting. And uh, there is not going to be temptation coming from it. So it is a non-issue. And if it's not a non-issue, then there is still something of... There is still meat around that bone, and you have not finished chewing it. So don't worry. Either way, it doesn't matter. And I think that's kind of when this relativism and this kind of gentleness comes in. To not be so hard, or as in uh, as some of the podcasts of Ram that he talked about, if the skin of the snake is not dry, it's not going to come off. Just it'll come off when it's ready. Don't worry. Don't rush. He has also this image about the idea of time. Like somehow, you know, I got to get it all done. It's like, dude, you've been here a long time before you're going to be here forever again. Your idea of what your silly life is, is insignificant. It's like, don't worry. There's no rush. Enjoy. Be here. Be what is. Being considerate of who you are, of whatever your luggage is. You know, you more than likely are curious. You know, they are saying that kind of, hmm, 
gets your attention. And it's like, just you take it all in stride, you know? And then don't give yourself a headache over it. And then don't, if you don't compare yourself to other people, it is really way less of an issue. Because it's like, then how are you to know how long it should take you for you to deal or to come to a place to where you get resolution about whatever it is that that is conflicting. Like in my case, one would be masturbation, the other one would be work, and then I guess the other one would be community. I think those are the three big ones. Uh, because I, yeah, relation is really something that's moving away. But those three things are saying that to me, uh, they are challenges that have just baffled me. Um, yeah, community forever long, work as well. Actually, those three things, that's correct. Yeah, those three things have been with me for a long time. And uh, and it is. it is. They are conflict in my life. There is dissonance, something does not line up. And uh, it seems like both sides both sides are in this tug of war. I have this image about the calamar game, this Korean movie with this guy that I forgot what you call it when you have two people, a group of people on either side of that rope and you know and you're pulling it and there's a midline and then you're trying to drag the other team on your side. Anywho. So <laughs> yeah, to be gentle. To find, you know, to not sleep on your laurels, to not take anything for granted, and at the same time, to not rush, or to, to, don't, to not get lost in other people's, or in a world, you know. That there's a reason why you have this interesting individual life, individual story, perspective on things. And then enjoy, for however much longer that's going to last. Yeah, and I don't believe that's, that's all there is to life. I don't need reincarnation for it, uh, but I think there is I think there is more than what I think I know, or who I think I am, or what I think life is. Anyway, so that's a good place as any, right here by this. Oh, so many olives. I don't know if people if they can harvest the olives once they've fallen and stayed on the ground. I've seen people with blowers around the olive trees, wind. I mean, the, the leaf blowers. And I'm like, I'm wondering if they're using it to do some extra harvesting. I mean, it kind of makes sense. I just don't know. Looking here, yeah, they're ripe. Those are ripened olive. I mean, this is, what, over the 11 yet? Anyway. Yeah, this I could look. I could make a nice batch of... Uh, anyway, no. But I'm going to use the one that I've made. And that's it. Anyway, folks, oh, and I do have a little bit of uh, cauliflower. So the last thing that I bought, I was going to get a cabbage, but they had some nice cauliflower. So I got one of those and I just blanched, lightly blanched some of it. So it's going to be crunchy and a little soft. So a little bit of the cellulose wall broken in. And uh, that'll be my snack since I had my breakfast and then I won't be back for a while. So I'm uh, close to be on the outskirts of uh, uh, Torre Don Jimeno. I think 
This is what they call the green uh, byways, like uh, what used to be a railway tracks that have turned into a walking path. I'm about to go under. Yes! Yes, yes, yes! And uh, that pretty much would mark the beginning of the town. So, you'll have a beautiful day. Man, it's cold this morning. I'm glad I got my jacket. And then uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk to each other. Qui roule jusqu'au Nevada On voit la plaine qui s'étend à l'est de Santa Lucia Les villes s'appellent Natividad San Miguel ou San Lorenzo Les filles s'appellent Soledad Les garçons gardent les S'émeurent toute la nuit, le soleil fait briller son or dans quelques rares flaques d'eau. Le cactus forme le décor, le chardon couvre les coteaux. fille du fermier sera là pour me recevoir. Belle avec ses deux seins qui germent Sous le drap de son corps sage noir C'est là que je vivrai heureux Au milieu de tous mes troupeaux La plaine s'étend jusqu'au bon Dieu Qui veillera sur mes vieux os C'est là qu'Adame le sénateur est venu finir ses vieux jours Puis il est mort d'un coup au cœur On prétend que c'est du mal d'amour Mais les fleurs couchées par le vent Semblent prier pour son repos La lune verse une larme d'argent Sur la croix blanche du tombeau de Santa Lucia Les villes s'appellent Natividad, San Miguel ou San Lorenzo Les filles s'appellent Soledad Les garçons gardent Les troupeaux